Welcome to Naked with Mimosas and Hot Sauce, a relatable podcast series about life and being consciously uncomfortable. I'm Kelly. And I'm SB. And we invite you to get naked in this chaos with us as we build a conscious community one conversation at a time. And having a few laughs along the way. So with that being said, let's get naked. Welcome to another episode of Naked with Mimosas and Hot Sauce. It's been a minute, Sir Beth. And who do we have with us today? Well, so we have a, a friend of mine from college who we won't talk about how long that's been. And we can't talk about anything that we did there. It's all a secret. But I have Sarissa here with us. And I thought really that she'd be the perfect person to have on tonight as we record because we are actually recording on the evening of election day on November 3rd, 2020. So it is already a heavy day and we're going to have a little bit of a heavy topic, but I couldn't think of a better person to have on than having Sarissa here. So Sarissa, I'm going to let you um, take out, kind of share a little bit about yourself and what you do, and then we'll kind of go from there. Thank you so much for being here, by the way. Thank you. Um, My name is Sarissa Watson. I'm a licensed professional counselor. A certified professional counselor supervisor. Um, I've been in the field over 10 years now. I currently work at for a managed care company. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I work for a managed care um, company in Atlanta and I manage the behavioral health department, case management department there for lots of major corporations. And we provide case management services um, from cashiers to executives to ensure that their mental health and behavioral health needs are supported um, for various things, for those that actually have diagnosis uh, with behavioral health and from those who are just dealing with some mental health needs such as stress, anxiety, uh, and anxiety. And so I manage that department and I just support mental health all around. (laughs) Oh, that's why I thought you'd be perfect. I was like... And you just, you, everything that you shared with us, we always joke about this, the stuff that we talk about before we record. I'm like, damn it, why weren't we recording when that was happening? So hopefully we'll touch on some of that. But um, so the main topic of tonight that we're going to talk about is mental health, like Sarissa was explaining. So um, Kel, do you want to share the definition that you, of mental health? Yeah. So kind of go from there? You know, I think uh, when we decided to do, go down this topic, what was always been important to Sarah Beth and I to tackle the kind of uncomfortable topics and, you know, some of our topics can be light and fun and airy. And today of all days, I think um, everyone has been on a heavy heart with election night. And we wanted to make sure that we just had some support and conversation and dialogue around mental health. And so when I was sitting here prior to you guys coming, I just Googled, what does mental health even mean? Like, What is even Google going to tell me? Because I do believe it's been tossed around those words um, appropriately, inappropriately, and now it's kind of mainstream. So sometimes it can dilute people's actual, you know, well-being around what mental health is. So I wanted just to be able to, you know, articulate what Google said <laughs> to me earlier. Um, but mental health includes our emotional, psycholog- psychological, and social well-being It affects how we think, feel, and act, and it also helps determine how we handle stress, how we relate to others, and make choices. So with that being said, you know, I do think, um, gosh, 2020 has been a year of 
check in mentally with your friends, family, yourself. And, you know, it's, it's been heavy all the way around. So, you know, from your expertise, what are the, maybe the, been the five top kind of stressors or things that you guys have been seeing uh, some generalities maybe? So for 2020, COVID has brought mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of stress, um, depression. And with those feelings, we've seen an increase with addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, people with previous or people with addiction um, readmitting or needing support in that area. Um, trauma, mm-hmm. those who have experienced trauma and now they're isolated within their homes that will bring up those feelings again because they're not able to do the things that they have learned to help them cope um, with that. And now they might be in another compromising situation. So just dealing with, with all those things and really anxiety and stress and depression and how to cope with it, Mm -hmm. how to cope with all those feelings. Um, and so, you know, my job is to ensure that supports are provided all around for people who are dealing with those things and the supports range. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people hear mental health and they say, well, you have to go see a therapist. You may. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helpful. I would encourage it, obviously. But there's all there are other ways to support it as well. Um, learning if it's exercise, mm-hmm. if it's calling, you know, identifying your support people to check in so that you're not feeling overwhelmed. Journaling, just writing down what you're feeling. That's so major, mm-hmm. you know, because we our minds, some people's minds are just and I know you mentioned earlier, Sarah Beth, you, know, you couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's a sign of, you know, anxiety. You know, how do I deal with that? So, I, you know, when you can't sleep, I said, just, just writing those feelings to get them out of your mind and just getting them down. They don't have to make sense, but you need to process them. And so that's a great way to process those feelings by journaling and writing it down. Um, what would you, I'm going to step in here. So Kelly is... Kelly and our girlfriend, Christy, are amazing at journaling and taking time to do that. And it's something I've always pushed back on them on. I'm not, I, I'm not good at it. Um, for someone that's not good at it, if you think it is that important to do it, any pointers for someone like me that may push back on it or be like, that's not going to help. But like, I would love some advice on that. One thing um, with, there's several things to help you with your emotional health. You have to find what's right for you. So I'm going to be honest, I'll give you a lot of things and most of them don't work for me. You know, um, one thing that I really want to work on is meditation. I'm horrible at it. Yeah, same. Just clearing out. um, But there's different things. I know what I can do for myself. Um, So for you, if journaling, you know, if you want to try journaling, take out a, a time. If it's 10 minutes before bed to just jot things down or um, I know you have, you know, a four-year-old too. So if he's practicing writing or coloring, take that time to, well, you write and then I'm going to write on my own and just write what you're feeling. And it, with journaling, it does not have to make sense. You just want to get out those emotions. I actually have my journal from college, which I still go back <laughs> and peek at it. And I'm right. like, what was I? <laughs> what? But it's helpful to see where you've been or what was on your mind. Um, so People usually say, well, journal. I also say, go back and read your journal and see how far you've come or what helped you during that time as well. Your journal can be a tool to help you in certain situations as well, just to see, you know, if you're thinking you're in a dark place now, 
And if you remember being, you know, in a similar situation, you can see what helped you during that time because you were okay. writing down. No, it's good. I was just, y'all are just, it's so natural for you guys. And it's just not something that's Well, journaling for me. for me, it definitely helps. But when I review back, it also helps me uncover patterns. Yes. And they almost, because I'm super hard on myself. I'm super judgmental of myself. I hold myself to a very high standard. And um, I put a lot of pressure on myself. So when I feel and I see the pattern that keeps appearing over certain situations, I'm like, wow, can I not grow from this? Like this, it's hard. But then it's like, I also, I can see it and call myself out on it and really realize why do I allow those patterns to, like, where are my boundaries? And it's typically a boundary mm-hmm. situation. And it's, that's great. Mm-hmm. So you, you're utilizing it, you know, like I said, journal, but going back and looking at those patterns mm-hmm. and seeing how your behavior trends were at that time and seeing how they are now, seeing things that you might want to continue to change, or this is what worked for me. This is what didn't work. And I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. Let me change that up. So that's great. That mm-hmm. you, you and mine's generally exercise, which I, I'm okay with that. Like I, I joke with our, my trainers at the gym because they'll ask me like three times to do the, they'll be like, Sarah Beth, the, the right leg now, the right, Sarah Beth, the right leg. I'm like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I was thinking about what meetings I have today. Like I clear my, that's where I clear my head, but I'm not, but I don't know that I'm clearing my head. What I'm really doing is like strategize. It's, it's my thinking mm-hmm. moment. Um, so I don't know that I'm solving anything with it except for just relieving like maybe whatever, like stressors I'm feeling in my body if I'm like feeling tense or doing whatever. So I don't know if I'm doing it the right way or not, but um, it's something I want to take on. I've always, they both always talk to me about journaling and I, and I need to just like probably own it. If you can do it, it's, it's great. Um, it's something that I do from time to time. It's not something I commit to all the time, mm-hmm. but if you can just, if it's once a week, just try it out and see how it can help you. Um, but you do exercise. Other people might be like, I'm never exercising. But while you're there, you're moving your body, which is great mm-hmm. for any mm-hmm. type of stress, moving your body, getting your mind flowing um, and the blood flowing in your body. So doing that. And like you said, I don't know if it's working. It is working. It's allowing you to process other things. You might be thinking about a meeting, come up with a great idea because you have that free space where you're just focused on on yourself. And that's what self-care is, focusing on on your body or focusing on you during that time. And that's what she's doing during journaling. But what works best for you may not be, that, you know, may not yeah. be, for, yeah. you know, you said Jim to me and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, like yeah. Cook. I can sit in the kitchen and, you know, just, I had a stressful, you know, this is a stressful time. Um, and then I had a big project at work a few weeks ago and thank God we work from home, but I literally cooked. I cook. I can see how that meetings. can be calming for mm-hmm. sure. I was chopping and whipping and, and answering questions, but that, you know, helps me now the cupcakes and everything else probably doesn't help my body, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it helped right. my mental health. And that's just something that always has helped me cope with things, but what works for me might not work for you, but as long as you have some form of outlet, that's very important. Okay. One word that I keep hearing through like coworkers and friends is like kind of the word paralyzed. So stuck. stuck. And I know you mentioned COVID, right? And I don't think we can even be more stuck than we are and that we have been from the beginning of the year with the isolation and the quarantine and, and then the kind of being paralyzed. And when you do decide to go out and then the, the amount of even stress and anxiety that brings back to your home of, did I wear my mask well enough? Did they wear their mask? You know, so 
Um, and then changes at work. So I myself feel very paralyzed or stuck often to where it doesn't allow me to introduce the stressor relievers that I have, like journaling or exercising, for example, or even cooking. I'll find myself literally just sitting and watching the office, for example, on repeat, because it's not anything that it I, takes you out of your it, zone. Right. That's, I think that's why everyone attached to like Shit's Creek. If you mm-hmm. think about it like this, did you, have you seen that? I've seen it. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, I finished that and like the fastest I've ever finished a show. Um, it's why you, I joke and, um, you were making fun of me because I, I got onto Heartland, like it's a horse show and whatever. I don't know what based in Canada, but it was my moment that I, I did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I would comforting. sit and it's comfort. Absolutely. It's because it's not the world that we're living in right now. It's, it's this other thing to focus and on. That's what self-care is. You want something to help your mind. Mm-hmm. You want to come to a level of peace. Um, during COVID, I went back to watch shows that just from my childhood or things mm-hmm. that I know I just love because that brought a certain inner peace for me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Um, I don't want to jump, but it's okay. <laughs> we do that. I let trust. Oh, okay. do so you, you mentioned just employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I manage a team of 15 COVID America, America's traumas. I'll just say mm-hmm. all occurred this year. Um, and I've been managing this team for two years now. So it's still fairly new. Um, being in corporate America, it's hard to know boundaries, Mm -hmm. what you can say, what can't you say. Um, but from my inner peace, it was, it was bothering me so much. I had to talk to my team. I had to check in on them. And I know you mentioned, what do you do for employees? Mm -hmm. I had to check in. And so when things were just getting so heavy, I would just call a meeting and people were like, well, what? Don't worry about it. And I, they were like, oh my God, you just wanted to see, yeah, I just want to know how you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. You know, we just saw George Floyd on on TV and Mm -hmm. we're seeing the app. You guys are seeing this and Mm -hmm. you're on the phone to assist. How is it affecting you? Mm -hmm. Do you think employers around across the board are doing those check-ins or no? They're not. I I can even say from from my company, Mm -hmm. they, you know, companies are doing broad things and they're checking a box. They're, I feel like their employers are checking. But really a box. checking in to see how you're doing. They're they're not. Um, and I work with a lot of medical professions. So there's behavioral health, but I my um, team is also with nurses as well. Mm-hmm. So they don't know how to check in. And so I did. I had to um, let the leadership team know what I did for my own personal team. And so then I was able to do something for the nurses as well Mm -hmm. and make sure that I was able to support them. And because some people don't know how, right. And you don't want to do it the wrong way where it comes off. I mean, as today's election day, Mm -hmm. it's a political world. So you have to be very careful and mindful when you are checking in. Right. Because you don't want to assume. I found myself doing it today. I had four one-on-ones today. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, I thought about seeing you tonight because I'm like, I don't want me asking what I don't want to do is go down a political conversation mm-hmm. route with any of my sales mm-hmm. team um, by simply going, I know it's a heavy day, but somebody might be, if I ask that to somebody or assume, I'm assuming that it's heavy for them. Mm-hmm. They might be on the other side of it going, this isn't heavy for me. Like we're going to right? And so I, that's where I was so nervous to ha- to ask that. And I also don't want to ask it and somebody assume that I think they feel a certain way. So that's why I'm asking too. 
it's a tough word. Like it's it, hard it's a, to be it's a tough because you don't know. Um, you can't just say, well, you're, you're white. You think this way. You're Correct. Exactly. You way. Right. You're a therapist. You think you're a pastor. You think this way. You don't know. And that's why I would just do a check-in. Mm-hmm. You guys, there's a lot going on. We're home with COVID. There's life going on, world traumas. How's everybody doing? Mm-hmm. And then I would just do little icebreakers um, and have people just say what they're doing. Um, I started different things this summer with exercise. And, you know, I would tell them, did you see, you know, there's great, did you call EAP mm-hmm. and check in with, and find a therapist mm-hmm. just to help you if you need it. Right. Do you have someone to talk to? And I was surprised at the range of support that I got. People that have never discussed anything personal with me said, I made an appointment with a therapist and it helped because it's a lot going on Mm -hmm. from just different avenues. If you're just at home with your dog all day and you can't see your friends and family, that affects you. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're an outgoing, you know, there's just so many different things. If you're a mom with your kids, you're definitely ready to pull your hair. And then when you want to go out, people are scared to go out. Um, so there, there are just a lot of different components. And then what if you get COVID mm-hmm. that, I mean, I was, I had COVID in July and that was the most anxiety driven thing, um, I've ever gone through. Mm-hmm. And so, because you just don't know. Right. And it, and you call yourself protecting your, just all those things going in your mind. So I had to use every tool when, when we talk about tools and mm-hmm. depression, anxiety, I had to use all those things to support myself in order to support my family because it was just a rough time. Not, you know, just with the unknowns. And now I know whatever, you know, you understand what everybody's going through. But, you know, my team was just so shocked and scared because they're like, well, you were telling us what to do. And now you're going through it. And so I just I continue to encourage them. I think them. you became a human to them, though. I think you probably always have been because you just have that. You have a very calming nature about you. So you're going to give that impression off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, Kelly's known you for 20 minutes now. (laughs) So, um, but I think sometimes when you have, when you allow yourself as a leader to be vulnerable like that, and that's to anybody, no matter the size company it is, people, companies that are checking a box, maybe there's an employee, a leader inside a a company that's checking a box going, God, I wish we'd take this more seriously. Mm -hmm. And they can make an impact in their small little team if they wanted to, you know, and asking them are you okay? How are you doing? Um, and it just makes you a little bit more human and not just this title, right, mm-hmm. to them. Um, so I agree. And then you also mentioned um, before we pressed to record around tele telemedicine and telehealth. So has that just been, because I think that might, that could actually be a really good way for people to get introduced to a therapy is just by, you know, putting I had a phone. meeting today. I wish I remember the data, but I'll make up some numbers real quick. <laughs> no one's going to affect I was going to say, I'll, <laughs> I'll be done. <laughs> um, say if pre-COVID, there were a thousand providers that did telehealth. Now it's 15,000. Mm-hmm. So telehealth is out. I mean, as, when it comes to therapy, most therapists aren't seeing you in office anymore. It's all telehealth. And those platforms are, I mean, it varies from Zoom to um it just all varies, but they're out there. Mm-hmm. It can seem uncomfortable. Like, how am I going to talk to this person over the phone? How am I going to get to know them? It's hard. And you want to be able to, you know, especially when you're sharing your inner 
feelings, traumas, you want to get to know that person. And I will say I'm a big advocate of telehealth. Mm -hmm. Um, You get to see the, you get to see your therapist, your therapist is looking at, and they're going to make sure you are in tune to what's going on. And it feels like you're right there on their couch. Mm-hmm. And you're in the comfort of your own home. That's already, for the most part, right, a yeah. safe space for you, hopefully, depending on the scenario. And, and that's the only thing that I will say is sometimes when you're at you're doing telehealth, you if you're at home, just like at work, you try to multitask. Don't multitask. Right. Make sure if you have that appointment, you're in a quiet space or you're in a space where, you know, you don't want your kids knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me. Mm-hmm. But you want to make that a private space so that 45 minutes to an hour that you have is dedicated to you getting the most out of that therapeutic session. When it comes to demographics, who do you typically see more or less of when it comes to those seeking wellness benefits? <laughs> EAP, right. Everyone might not know what EAP oh, is. It's okay. No, I, I know she knows we both worked at the companies. And, and this is a, a great thing. Um, most companies, I don't want to say all, but majority of companies have employee assistance um, benefits. And so your EAP, it might be your insurance, mm-hmm. might be connected with your insurance, or it might be a sub company. Most companies have an average three to five sessions per year. You're able to go see a therapist um, and those sessions are covered. They're not part of your benefits, your deductible or anything like that. Those are just standard sessions. And it's for you and anyone in your family. And usually the person does not have to be covered under your benefits as well. They're Mm -hmm. within your household. So that's Mm -hmm. a good little tidbit. Um, And so with that, um, and right now, a lot of people you might see, I don't want to say the name of my EAP, <laughs> um, but a lot of EAP services are now going through telehealth and online support. So you see some uh, benefits increasing. So I said three to five. My benefits are a little bit different, but I get 25 sessions per year. Oh, per wow. Per problem. Oh, well, okay. I got tons of problems. So <laughs> that's, that's, another, that's another tidbit with EAP is usually per, per problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great support when you're dealing with life, life stressors from grief. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never done therapy before, I would encourage you to start with EAP just to get a feel for it. And you don't have any out of pocket expenses. Um, and then when you're searching for a therapist, that's a good way. Like, let me see if I like this person or that person and then continue services through your benefits. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. If someone was listening and they're, you know, may have think are thinking about should I see a therapist or I'm good? I got this. I'll go run. I'll journal first. Right. So make, what are some, some ways for people to actually pull the, you know, pull the thread on that and figure out how to, you know, should they, or should not, should they not wait? You know, I would encourage anyone to, mm-hmm. um, we have, if you have a support system, that's great. And a lot of people like to share with their besties and their husbands. Mm -hmm. And then we get mad sometimes at the responses (laughs) or, you know, of the lack of response. And sometimes it's just good to share with someone who doesn't know everything that's going on. And you can just be truly vulnerable with it or naked. naked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with our friend, with, with the people we know, we still have to hide a little bit. Sure. Um, you don't want them to know too much, you know, 
if you're married, you don't want everybody in your marital mm-hmm. affairs. Or if you, um, if this is your friend, you don't want your husband to know too much about, right. you know, there's boundaries. And so when you're going in that therapeutic session, the boundaries are gone and you, you're able to really share about what's going on with you mm-hmm. and dig a little bit deeper. Um, and you get to learn more about yourself mm-hmm. and how you cope. Um, you know, you mentioned what's for me. I need to figure out what's for me. And, and sometimes seeing a therapist just to say, Hey, I want to explore ways to help me cope day to day. I've tried journaling. That doesn't work. I've tried exercising. Um, I need to find something that works for me. I have, friends. I drink wine. I drink <laughs> wine. I have friends, but what works for me? Yeah. Um, and you might go and just go in a tangent talking to your therapist and you leave and you have a sense of relief. And that might be what helps having someone maybe once a month or once a quarter um, to be able to share those things with, it might help with your mental health. I encourage it for everyone, um, especially when you're going through specific things, Mm -hmm. but at the times where you just are feeling good about everything, you don't like, I don't need to see anyone right now. Just check in, mm-hmm. just check in. And that's a great time for you to do that self-exploration within mm-hmm. yourself. And you might say, oh, well, maybe I'm, I am doing great. Or maybe I need to work on this area a little bit more. And it's a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. You mentioned before, like you, the demographics, male versus female. Um, can you talk a little bit about kind of what you see, if there's any, you know, ways that oh, yeah. we're different and they're same, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to men and women, we all deal with mental health, especially this year. I'll just keep harping on this mm-hmm. year because it's the most obvious, you know, COVID has changed everyone's day to day. So if you're used to picking up and going to work, now you're at home. Um, for a husband who's not at home too often, this the whole routine might look crazy to him and might add stress mm-hmm. um, to a wife who might not interact with her husband that much. <laughs> That's a stressor too. It could be a good stress, but it's also a stress. But men and women both deal with it. But to be honest, women, we we talk a little bit more. We're used to talking about our feelings or about situations and trouble. So it's a little bit easier for us to seek help or Mm -hmm. to talk to someone. Um, As for men, they internalize a lot more. You know, I, I have a son and, you know, suck it up, you know, mm-hmm. be tough. That's something that I'm trying to not do as much, but that's what societal norms mm-hmm. for men. And that's something we really need to move from and, and ensure that our, our men are sharing their feelings and have that safe space. But most men are not running to therapists. Right. Um, and when, and the thing is this, when it comes to mental health um, or behavioral health, the stigmas are there from religion, um, just trauma, uh, community, mm-hmm. all those things are present. And it's hard for certain demographics, such as, let's just say, a black male. Mm-hmm. A black male wants to go see a therapist. The base, it, I know, um, I'll use my husband, for example. We're just looking for a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, Through our EAP, if he searched for a black male therapist, there are none. Right. There were zero. Seriously. There were zero through our our platform that we had. 
um, black female therapist who specialized in, you know, working with men or, or I think it was like two. Mm -hmm. That's hard. So now you're ready. You might get someone to the point, but then your options are smaller or, or fewer. And that's hard when you're ready to share. And that's one of the barriers with mental health, um, or with seeing a therapist is to have someone that might understand. Right. Uh, I was, I was sharing with you guys. I, I have a amazing therapist. I, I might tell her to listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when we first met, we just did not click. Click. Mm-hmm. Um, for several reasons, and I, I just wasn't sure. And now that I think back, I, I think we're a lot of like. I was just gonna say, I bet you guys were a lot of like. <laughs> a lot of like, and she she highlighted a lot of things about myself, but. I'm glad that I have someone that was a representative of me, mm-hmm. you know, my age, African-American. She under, understood some of the things that I was saying. And that's not saying that if you have someone of a different race, they don't understand. But it's good to have someone that might have more knowledge um, and understanding of that. Mm-hmm. I had a, support a guy friend mm-hmm. um, a couple years back we had talked about the chances of maybe him seeing somebody and, you know, just to kind of talk through the stress and anxiety that felt like he was carrying. And he mentioned that he tried before and that it was difficult because once, you know, if he does, that person doesn't look like him, he has to feel like he has to explain Mm -hmm. all of his past traumas. And it's just, It's it's hard and it's hard to become vulnerable or the use of some slang or the use of, just the way he even would speak, mm-hmm. you know, he knew he'd have to talk differently to m- ensure that his point would come across the mm-hmm. same to someone who. And, and that's the last place where you want to mask yourself in right. a therapeutic session. Or have to explain what you're or explaining. Have to explain yourself. Yeah. You, you want to just be naked you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and right. be you. And if you're not able to do so, if you have to explain, well, you know, I wear this or this this means this that's taking away from you really doing the work for yourself. And that can be problematic. I think this is going to be, y'all might think I'm crazy for giving this example, but like I will never go, I will never see a male OBGYN. Um, I don't, I'm not saying they aren't phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I know I have lots of friends that see males, but to me, I'm like, if I can't, if you've never actually felt or understand what I'm like, like (laughs) I have a hard time get it, like trying to explain what I'm, Feel like so. I think I know that's a, a a poor example, but it's like that's how I would feel if I had to if I went and talked to a male. Even when me and me and my husband were talking, we're going to see somebody. It was is he always going to side with my husband because he's a husband too? He might not have. I automatically mm-hmm. put my guard up around that, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to tell the story, and he's going to be like, yeah. typical female getting upset about that, you know, like I immediately did that, and that's where my guard. You talked about how your guard was up your first time you met mm-hmm. you. I have all of lots of them all around me and especially in that kind of setting. And so I have, I really, you're giving me hope that I could uh, find somebody that, that could be my, like I have my Kelly, my Christy, Mm -hmm. you know, my girlfriend's out that I talk to about everything. What I don't talk to them about though is my marriage. Um, So it's like somebody to, to do that outside of, you know, right. Well, well, as far as therapy, I think you made a great point. Um, Trauma is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want someone that you can share those traumas with. But if you have someone who has childhood trauma 
with a family member that was a male, they're not going to feel comfortable speaking. They're going to want a female or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So you have to have someone that you're comfortable with. Um, Tone is important. Even image. You know, if you look like somebody that I've had some previous bad experience, I'm not going to be able to just, you know, be my Mm -hmm. authentic self with you. And that's what you want. Um, So just ensuring that experience overall is comfortable for you is very important. Is there anything that we could kind of take down five things that may help with well-being? Um, We talk about, can I bring up the protecting? She uses this phrase a lot and I steal it from her. She talks a lot lot about protecting your energy um, because you use boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, I've very little of them. I, my, our home is very open to whatever. I have a hard time saying no. Um, you know, like those kind of things. When you think about to Kelly's question, um, how important is protecting your energy and having those boundaries like to somebody, um, doing that. And then like what other little things I feel like putting up boundaries and putting them where they need to be is more than just an overnight thing. It's something I've got to change my behavior and how I respond to things to allow that to happen. But like, are there any things that I could set forth tomorrow? Like, I think tomorrow is a really good example because tomorrow is November 4th, right? And we still won't know. We might not know what's going on. I feel like tomorrow is going to be a lot. Tomorrow is going to be a lot. Um, But protecting your energy is, is very important. So, Right now in 2020, one way to protect your energy, social media, you know, um, people put a lot of their lives, a lot of their information and they get it from social media, taking breaks from it. You just have to do it sometimes. And, and I love Instagram. I will just sit there, but that's one way to protect it, especially during this time from COVID. And, and I'll just go through my own COVID yeah, experience please do, yeah. going through COVID. Um, that was probably the worst thing because I was reading and then I would look and hear, oh, everyone who had COVID is passing away or it's it's this. It, it was just, and I'm literally counting the days mm-hmm. and that just brought so much anxiety and angst. So I had to remove myself, you know, for those, those two weeks. Um, did your son, did your children or your son get it? My son got it. Which, oh, your four-year-old son got it. Okay, yeah. But my, um. Your daughter, my husband and my daughter. Did. Yes. Mm. Same house, it's so crazy. Same, uh, just fun fact, like just to throw this in as I, if I had it, it would have been in July when I think about when I've last been sick, but I've given, I've donated blood twice, August and then um, three weeks ago. And both times I've gotten positive antibody results, but I thought I had a sinus infection in July, but I did the same thing. I mean, you, you talk about the rabbit hole that COVID can put you in. I think that's where and the level of anxiety went up even more than like bird flu. I think about just other ones where there was so much data on it is because no one know. even when we went to go get our test that day, mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, no one really knows. We don't know. We're just giving these, like there was no, no one knows anything. So then when you allow yourself to research like that, I can only imagine yeah, the drama that you, you found yourself the in. Worst. You know, yeah. the, the worst was the information that was coming out. And, um, but I had to protect my energy during that time. Um, People that I might have normally talked to, I just, I couldn't, I didn't want to hear about anyone else's. And, and I, and I like to share and support mm-hmm. my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a therapist and, and I, <laughs> I do that often. I'm one to listen and to support, but during that time, I, I couldn't, mm-hmm. I, I had to focus on, on myself. Mm-hmm. And even when it came to myself, my, 
my own husband, I had to say, it's not a, it's not it's about not you right now. Mm-hmm. It, it, I really just wanted to make sure I was okay. Um, Would you say the news, I feel like the news is as tra- as traumatic as social media. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was, none of that was out. Yeah. Cartoon, like anything, like <laughs> yeah. anything that was not related to COVID. That's what I needed at that time. And I also, um, we talked about exercise. So during that time I would walk, I was doing five miles a day. Good for you. Um, just to get out and get air um, by myself. Right. There was nobody near me. <laughs> definitely social distance. I was walking at like 6.30 in the morning. But that's something that helped my mind, just going out to clear it and having that time alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's finding something to do. Like if you journal a lot, protecting your energy, giving yourself that time to feel every day. If it's exercise, doing that. But giving yourself something every day to help you and it doesn't have to be long. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something, you know, my staff and I talk and we share with, you know, our members. Self-care is not, don't say giving myself 30 minutes. Start with literally five. If mm-hmm. it's just me putting the call map behind my head just so I can calm down and go mm-hmm. to sleep. Mm-hmm. Small things like that. Um, eating a special treat <laughs> by yourself. As hard as a mom sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But just giving yourself that time to be in your own thoughts in a free space in a in a loving and a peaceful place is important. So just allowing that. I, I love, love that. that. I know. Agreed. And then I think maybe lastly is are there any kind of either keywords or triggers or things that we can do or share that we may see that we can point people to help. And I, I love that question. Um, and I would like to, can I add on to it? Sure. Um, if there's a wife or even a husband, I don't want to just assume we didn't, we definitely changed the script of this and mm-hmm. then make this down the whole men's mental health thing. Um, in relationships that they don't have to be married, um, could be same sex relationships, mm-hmm. whatever. Is yeah. there anything that anybody is seeing right now that they, um, that could be considered red flags to, um, to try to push somebody in the right direction. I know push seems aggressive, but you know what I mean? Like encourage somebody to ask for help. Um, right now you're going to be seeing a lot of depression and anxiety, um, and stress. So if someone is, if you see their patterns of behavior changing, if they're increasing the amount of anger, or if you see someone withdrawing, you want to bring attention to it, but in a safe way. So just checking in with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's your spouse or a close friend, if you usually talk to them, you know, some people don't talk to their spouses. Every day. <laughs> you know, you might other right. in the house, but checking in daily, like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm having, you want to do that just to make sure they're okay. Um, you'll be surprised what might come of that. Mm-hmm. Um, setting time for yourself, but setting time to check in on those people and just, Hey, how are you feeling today? The people you think, oh, I talk to Kelly 10 times a day, but have you just asked Kelly, how, how are you with everything mm-hmm. going on? That's a great question to ask because you might hear someone say, oh, it's been a day. I've, I'm a little. Sh-. And then from there, well, have you, you know, I'm here to listen, but, you know, have you thought about seeing someone else or, you know, how are you supporting yourself? You know, as friends, we just keep going in the motions of things and chatting, but it's good just to check in. Mm-hmm. Um over the last few years, all my friends have moved, well, not all, a lot of my friends have moved to different sides of the country. Mm-hmm. And I try my best to just to call and, and check in 
and we call and chat, but it's good just to have that. Hey, I love you. How mm-hmm. are you? You know, because it's different. Um, and that's just important for, for my mental health, just to make sure my friends are doing okay. But just people are, my sister lives in DC. Mm-hmm. She's not near her family. It's a stressful time, but just calling it. What's going on? How are you? Just, just doing that simple check-in, then you might gossip and do whatever else, but just checking in. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this was super helpful and great reminders for us and our listeners. You know, I think my takeaways that I wrote down was I definitely want to take a break from IG. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about, you know, unplugging from that, but I do think to be very purposeful and making sure that my mind um, can go other positive places and I can find my peace differently. But I also encourage, um, all the listeners and my, our, ourselves to see what our EP, EAP plans are mm-hmm. and just take advantage of those. Um, you could either have a great experience by finding something out or you could you know, at least maybe check off a box to uncover a good conversation and ultimately learn more about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I do definitely encourage people to ask their employers if, they, if you don't know or you know, if you are talking with your friends or family, make that more mainstream for us to take advantage of those benefits that are at our fingertips. Um, I think we need to be proactive with, you know, protecting our peace and our Mm -hmm. energy. Um, So I definitely thank you. And I wrote down exercise probably three, three times now. So (laughs) I need to write this. I am. My takeaways would be that remembering to, I have a very busy mind. My mind is always going. It's always whatever. um, My, Typical MO would be to, okay, I need to talk to Kelly right now. I'm going to call him a throw up on her for whatever's going on, right? And, I just, and I'm going to forget to ask, you know, how are you doing, right? Um, although we all know, I feel like we have that good conversation. We have that good dialogue with one another, but I need to be more intentional about that. But I've been really trying to focus on protecting my energy and setting boundaries and being okay with saying no, but I have a lot of work to do with that. Um, and then um, I said today to her and, I, and my other girlfriend, Erin, that I was going to, I de- I turned, I deleted my, um, like news notifications today. Um, but I said, I'm also going to delete Facebook and Instagram. I already have the notifications turned off. I don't get notifications for either one of them. And I could not get myself to do it. Um, and I don't know why. So I know if I need, if I couldn't get myself to do it on a day as important as today, um, to step away, then I seriously need to do it. Um, so maybe you and I can be accountability partners with it or something and taking and a break, but important thing. Be kind to yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things, um, one of the most important things is just to set small goals for yourself. Everything is not going to happen overnight. Um, To identify the best coping skill for you, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, journaling doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You might try 10 things until you find what's best for you. But be kind to yourself, be forgiving, and just keep trying. I think that's the most important thing. Um, exercise. I need to exercise a hundred times. You just have um, to find the workout that you like. I, I finally to, found the workout that I like. You have to myself. find out what you like yeah. and then just commit to the time. But I'm being kind to myself. This is a crazy time. Mm-hmm. So it's just, okay, I'm going to get back. I did like four months straight. I was doing awesome. I slacked for the last month and a half. Now I'm going to get back on it, but it's, just it's okay. It's okay. Yep. What are you, what, as long as you're doing something for your own peace during mm-hmm. that time. Agreed. And that is so important. So if contacting your EAP to get a therapist, checking in on your friends, 
just whatever you need to do to support yourself, but just be forgiving. This is such a harsh time. And there's mm-hmm. so many other things that are beating up on us. Don't beat up on yourself during this time. That's probably the most important thing. Yeah. I love, I love that. that. What a good recap. Yeah. We'll end up bow on this. Be kind, cool. be yes. supportive, check in of yourself. Friends. Normally yes. it's be kind to others. Right. But that's such an important thing yeah. is yeah. to be kind Give to yourself. yourself grace. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for being here, Sarissa. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. Thank you. That concludes another episode of Naked with Mimosas and Hot Sauce. Thank you so much for listening. Regardless if this is your first time listening to us or if you have been here since day one, please know that we are beyond grateful for any love you can show us. So if you can take just a second to rate us and leave a review on whatever app you're using to listen to us today would be awesome. Also visit our website at mimosasandhotsauce.com to sign up for what will be one amazing newsletter and then follow us on Instagram at Mimosas and Hot Sauce or on Facebook at Naked with Mimosas and Hot Sauce. Until next time, stay stay naked. naked.